So, we have been in a series that I'm calling Epidemic. And what we're trying to focus on in this series is that I believe there's an epidemic of this idea of hurry or busyness. We're in such a hurry, we're so busy, and we're seeing the effects of what that's doing in our lives, whether it's rising anxiety, whether it's worry, whether it's fear. Um, you can name so many different things that hurry and busyness are causing in our lives. And so what we tried to do the first week, we looked at the idea, the problem, through creation where God sets the standard of how our pace of life should be and how we've totally gone against that and just hurry and packed out our schedules and not taking any breaks and days off. And last week, we saw the ultimate damage of what it can do is missing Jesus. You watch Martha being so busy and all over the place and she's missing the most important thing in her hurry and busyness, which is Jesus. And so now we look at, okay, what do we do? We understand there's a problem. We understand we're busy. We understand we're in a hurry. Taylor, what do we do with all this? I want to look at the solution today, and next week we'll see the continual solution of what we do to this hurry and busyness. But as we look at this, um, when me and Shannon first started dating, um, I I loved Taco Bell. I did. Um, I did work there for a while. Some people ask, well, how could you still eat the food? Food's fine. It just, I, I still ate it. Uh, but there was one time we would go every Tuesday. There's a place here in town called Lotus. We'd go every Tuesday, and it was half-price sushi. So it was like our little weekly date. We would go at 4 o'clock. We'd get half-price sushi. But the problem with sushi is, is that after like an hour, I'm hungry again. And so we would go there at 4 o'clock, and probably by 8 o'clock or so, I would be super hungry. So I would go, being the single guy, I'd just go grab something, whether it was Wendy's, Taco Bell, whatever. And so that night I said, I'm going to get Taco Bell. So I go to Taco Bell. It's like 8 o'clock at night. And they used to have these things. They were called rolled chicken tacos. They were kind of like fried and there was kind of like shredded chicken in there. So I said, this is great. I love these things. There's like a little ranch that comes with it. And so I go and I get these and I bring them back to my house. I kind of dump them. They come in this little bag. I dump them out of the bag and they look kind of brown. And so I was like, well, probably just been sitting there a little while and they're deep fried. Um, so I eat them, they start tasting a little funny. Uh, I guess it's kind of weird, but maybe I just have weird taste buds tonight. So I eat the whole thing. I feel kind of weird the rest of the night, but then I go to sleep shortly after that. I wake up at like 6 o'clock in the morning, and I feel terrible. And I'm like, okay. I'm thinking I have stomach problems all the time. I said maybe it was just something I ate, um, and, and, and it'll just be one of those days that my stomach will hurt. A little while later, I go, um, I throw up, um, and I get up, and I'm like, well, who knows what's happening today. So I don't eat anything pretty much all day. I just go and get some um, Verner's or Canada Dry to hopefully help my stomach just drink that all through the day, don't eat anything. And then I'm, I'm, I'm in an elders meeting. This is when I was still working over at Southview. I'm in an elders meeting, and I feel like I don't, I can't even explain it. My head is pounding. I'm like freezing like I got a fever. I feel like I'm just totally super sick. And I'm like, well, this is kind of weird. And so I'm like, thing I always do, go home, take a shower, maybe eat some soup and try to go to bed. So I go home. I take a really hot shower. I can't pop open this can of like potato soup. And I eat the whole thing of potato soup. And probably 20 minutes on the dot later, I go and I just throw it up. And then started the next four days food poisoning. Food poisoning, and I'm, 
I don't know for sure if it was a Taco Bell, but I'm blaming Taco Bell because their, their chicken tacos tasted weird. And so for four days, what happens is anytime I ate something, it could've, I could have drank water. And 20 minutes on the dot later, I go and throw up. And I threw up probably 20 times in those four days. And it was terrible. But what was the worst about it is that I kept trying to get my body to handle something, and it wouldn't. I try to eat applesauce. Um, body couldn't handle it, so it gets rid of it. I try to drink water. Body can't handle it, gets rid of it. Try to... I'm not very good when I get sick. I eat stuff I probably shouldn't. Like, I got sick a little while ago, and um, when we had all that snow back in February, and instead of eating something like, oh, maybe you should eat some soup, or maybe you should eat some applesauce or oatmeal, I eat pizza. Throw it up like two hours later. And so I, I just, I kept trying to give my body stuff that it could not handle. And so I was trying to make my body do something that it couldn't do at that time. And what it seems like a lot of times in our lives right now is we're forcing our bodies to be at this very fast pace, this in a hurry, in a rush, packing out our schedules, and you're seeing your body get the effects of that, whether it's you're tired all the time. Whether it's you feel like you don't have time to do anything else that you would want, whether it's stuff that's fun you want to do, or you just feel like you're running out of time to do everything you got to do. And, and we're forcing ourselves to run at a pace that God didn't design us to run at. It was very interesting to me. I was watching a couple things this week, and you might find this kind of funny, but the average pace of people back in the day was three miles per hour. Take this into account. They didn't have cars. They didn't have planes. They didn't have anything to get any places. So their average pace was three miles per hour because that's as fast as they could walk. You got to go from one town to the next. You're probably not going to run if you got to go 50 miles. You walk. So three miles per hour, we're getting from this town to this town. That's how fast they went. They couldn't make it go faster. Nonetheless, they didn't have something like this are smartphones that they had 24-hour access to news, 24-hour access to where it feels like work. You'll see as you get older where people from work are trying to get a hold of you and, and texting you. And can you do this? Can you cover this? And it's like you have to be available. Or, or maybe probably more your speed is getting texts from people at 11 or 12 o'clock at night and you're trying to sleep. Like these phones have made us always accessible that we can't ever slow down because people are either always awake or they always need something or they always want this or I want to look at this on my phone and we can't set it down and so we've taken the pace of three miles per hour we've implemented cars we've implemented planes boats trains whatever you want to say and it's made life so much faster I mean we can take our phones and we can stream movies YouTube in an instant and when it buffers, we get mad. Life is so fast-paced, and so what we really need to do is not, there's this magic formula that's going to totally solve our busyness. No, we need to look at our pace and just slow down. It might seem so simple, but that's the simple thing we need to do. You need to have the ability to look at your schedule and say, man, I just have way too much. I need to slow down. Because a lot of people ask the question, well, why can't we just have more hours in the day? I thought about this. Let's say we have 
instead of a 24-hour day, we got a 30-hour day. 30-hour day, you could probably say in your mind what you would do with all those extra hours. You'd want to say, well, maybe I'd pick up a hobby or maybe I'd do something fun. But the reality would be we'd spend maybe more time on our phones, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. We'd play more video games. We'd sleep longer. The solution isn't just having more hours in our day so we can just pack out more of the schedule. It's taking the time that God's given us in a 24-hour period and slow down. I mean, we get upset when maybe some of those more that are driving, maybe if you sit in the car you don't like this too, but you sit in a line at a stoplight or you wait on a stoplight and it takes forever. We get mad at that and it's like in reality it might be two minutes. The pace of life is our solution. So let's slow down. Let's slow down. Let's look at a couple different things from Jesus. We're going to look at a couple different passages that show where Jesus is taking this ability in the fastness of life, the hurry, the busy of life, and just slowing down to show us maybe what we can do in our lives to slow down a little bit, catch our breath, take time to rest. Because we need to. We were designed for a much slower pace than we're going at. So this first passage is in Mark chapter 1, verse 35 and 36. It says this, The next morning, Jesus awoke long before daybreak and went out alone into the wilderness to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. You might look at this, you say, what does this have anything to do? And I'm not pushing, I know Jesus is going out to pray. This is an important thing we got to do. But, but here's what's very interesting. Look at the beginning of this. The next morning, Jesus awoke long before daybreak. Long before daybreak. Let's just say sunrise is at 7 a.m. that morning. Long before, we'll throw out a number, Jesus gets up at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. And he goes out alone into the wilderness. You see, sometimes what, what I think when we think we need to slow down and catch our breath is like, okay, I need to spend time with Jesus. Maybe you're not a morning person. Pick some time of the day that you want to spend time with Jesus. We want to spend time with Jesus, but, but just like me, my, my time is I get up at 6.30 in the morning and that's when I spend time with Jesus. I don't go in the wilderness. I go down on my living room couch and I bring probably one of the biggest distractions when I spend time with Jesus, my phone. Or I'm sitting there, I don't normally turn on the TV. Maybe you sit in the living room and the TV's a distraction. Your phone is a distraction. Your computer's a distraction. Jesus awakes long before anybody can distract him. Everybody's sleeping. Nobody's up at 4 a.m. Jesus said, I need to get away from everybody. I need to go out into the wilderness. I need to slow down a little. And I want to go to a place where there is no distractions. You see, I think a lot of times when we want to implement new things in our life, or especially spend time with Jesus, we don't want to go to the lengths to a spot where there's no distractions around. Or we don't want to just go downstairs and leave our phone up on in our room or in a different room charging so it's not a distraction and so really what's happening is even though we feel like we're slowing down by just spending time with Jesus we're still going because we have our phone or our phone's going off or we're thinking about all the other things we have to do today part of slowing down is clearing your mind to let go of what you have 
whether it's for the day, whether it's what you have tomorrow, what you have next week. We don't let our mind just keep thinking. When we slow down, we're present in the moment. And Jesus says, okay, I need to get away from this crazy, busy life. And for him, he needed to get up at 4 a.m. And he needed to go out into the wilderness where nobody could distract him, nobody could find him, that he could just be alone in quietness and peace. That is something that scares us. We stand like this even in that pause a moment and everybody's like, is he going to say something? Quietness scares us. Peacefulness scares us. Slowing down scares us because I'm not being productive. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to today. This isn't the way I'm supposed to kind of navigate life. And because we're so used to going so fast, Jesus says, whoa, whoa, whoa. even him, the son of God, the father of our universe, says, I need to get away. I need to get rid of the distractions and prioritize what's most important in my life. When you want to slow down, you focus on what's important and you eliminate the distractions so that you can be with what, what the most important thing is. Even Jesus did it. He also, in other areas, showed us some other ways. In John 11, this is the middle of, of a great story of Lazarus. Um, Lazarus dies in this story, as you'll read these verses here. And I think the way Jesus handled it is very interesting to me. But in John chapter 11, it says, But when Jesus heard about it, heard what he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory of God. I, the Son of God, will receive glory from this, although Jesus loved. This is very important. Although Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days and did not go to them. Okay, you got to understand, like, Jesus has a deep love. We looked at Mary and Martha last week, and we saw that Jesus is in their home for dinner. They're providing for him. Mary sits at Jesus' feet, soaking in everything that Jesus is talking about. So we know that they're, they love Jesus, and Jesus has a deep love for Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, Yet, he's on his deathbed. Jesus, why don't you go and help him? Why don't you go and heal him? You've got to love them. This is somebody that's not just, oh, it's a random person that, that you met. No, this is, this is somebody that's close to you. Take somebody in your life that is a deep friend to you, a best friend. I'm not just talking a friend, like somebody that knows you inside and out that knows everything about you, that will drop everything to be there if something happens to you. This is Lazarus for Jesus. And Jesus doesn't say, all right, everybody clear out. He's doing ministry with these people. He says, I'm going to stay here a couple more days. Are you serious, Jesus? you got to get over there. you got to do something to help out the one you love. Jesus says no. I love how it adds at the end where he was for the next two days and did not go to them. So just so you didn't, if you didn't pick up, he waited two more days, but he didn't go to them. They want to make sure you understood that Jesus wasn't finished with where he was. It says, finally, after two days, he said to his disciples, let's go to Juji again. Let's go. 
we look at that, and, and I don't know all the reasonings. That'll be one thing I'll ask Jesus in eternity. Why didn't you go and help him? If you know the story, obviously Jesus goes. He raises Lazarus from the dead. As he says in there, Lazarus' death will, or sickness will not end in death. So Jesus knows these things. But if you're looking on the outside, and we don't know this as Mary and Martha, they're going, Jesus, come on. And I think there was partially something in Jesus that says, I don't have to do everything in one day. I don't have to make sure all of these things are done in one day. Maybe we need to take a little bit of a lesson from Jesus. Jesus could have instantly gone, come to their call, healed Lazarus, and he's on his way. But Jesus understood, again, he's present in the moment where he's at. He's present with the people. You can see in the beginning parts, he's talking with people, healing people. He's doing all of his ministry that he's doing in this present moment. And as they're coming around him, he gets this thing in the back of his ear saying, Hey, Lazarus needs your help. It's all right. I'm going to stay here a couple more days. We understand Jesus can do anything. And if he wanted to, from that spot, he could have healed Lazarus. But he's focusing on what he's doing right now. And there's a priority for him that says, I can't do everything in one day. How often do we try to say, well, i got to make sure I get to this because I have to do this today. Instead of saying, man, it can wait a couple days. We try to fit everything into a 24-hour period, getting it all done for what? I know there's certain deadlines we got to get. we got to make sure our homework's done, or this paper's turned in, or got to show up to work here. But Jesus understood in his prioritizing that where he was at was where he needed to be right now, and I'll get to that. I'm not going to leave Lazarus to die and that I did nothing to help. I'll get to him. I'll bring glory to God, but right now, this is where I'm at. I want to focus on this, and then in a few days, I'll go there. We're trying to do things that maybe we don't need to do for six months, stressing ourselves out, filling up our schedules, trying to make sure this is done when, when in all reality, it could just wait a little bit if we would just slow down. And say, these are the things that I need to do today, and that's all I'm going to do. I've started to do this a lot in my own life, that I look at my days and I go, okay, what do I have to accomplish today? If there's some things I can do and I'm not super tired, I'm not super stressed out, not very anxious, I'll get to them and I'll get a head start on them. But we're already burning ourselves out with everything we've got to do in a day, and then we try to tack on some more things and we just, we can't function. Maybe you need to adopt Jesus saying, I'm going to stay here a couple more days. I'm going to finish this. A couple days I'll get to that. I'll get to it. We're, we're trying to get stuff done, and we're just wearing ourselves out. I worked in Norwalk as an assistant manager, and one of the, things she made very clear, our store manager, that she wanted done every night is the closing manager, even at Walmart. Now I know some Walmarts close, and even ours closes, but 
at that time, Walmarts weren't closing very much. It was a 24-hour store, and so closing manager meant the last of the day shift. So we worked till 9 o'clock, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And they said, before you go, you need to make sure when they unloaded the truck that the grocery side, so this is all the groceries, paper products, are stocked so that the night shift only has to focus on the other side of the store. I'm like, all right, this isn't too bad. We got our team of unloaders. They come in, they unload the truck, then they go out and work the freight. Every night, they seem like they couldn't finish it, even if there was only like five pallets, say. They couldn't finish it. So every night after I'm doing all the responsibilities that I have, because as an assistant manager, I was over like a certain area of the store. And at that time, we were low on our manager, so I was half managing the whole GM, which is called the general merchandise side, so all the stuff that's not food, I was overseeing. So I have to make sure they're getting certain displays out on time, that their areas look good, all these different things that they were doing. So I got all these responsibilities, and it would become 9 o'clock, and I would make my way back to look at all the freight that they still had to work, and i go, this we can't leave this. And so I would stay there a lot of times till 11, 12, 1, sometimes 2 in the morning to help finish that freight with them so that they could go home, I could go home, and I would turn right around and come in the next day at 11 o'clock in the morning. And I would do this because I felt like there was this pressure on me that this had to be done, and if there was anything left over, I was getting in trouble. And there were a lot of times there were some other managers that were a little lazier, and they would leave like 10 pallets. Come in, they might get questioned, yelled at, but it was fine. And I was stressing myself out over trying to get every single thing done in one day when I could have just said, I need to figure out what's important. This is important. So I need to put all my time and energy here. Make sure this is done. If I get to my things, I'll get to them. But I'm going to make sure those are done tomorrow. I'm going to make sure those are done the next day. Sometimes it just takes us stepping back, looking at the schedule we have for the day, and rearranging some things to make sure we're not so stressed out and are trying to accomplish everything in one day. So we need to go to a place where there's no distractions. We need to figure out what really matters and be present in the moment. We need to prioritize our schedule in slowing down, not trying to accomplish everything in one day. And the last thing that Jesus shows us in this area of slowing down is in Matthew 14, 20-23. It says... They all ate as much as they wanted, and they picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men had eaten from these five loaves, in addition to all the women and children. Immediately after this, Jesus made his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake, while he sent the people home. Afterwards, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Again, we see another area in which Jesus is getting away from the crowd and going off to pray. But what's very interesting to me you can probably see from the first couple verses, this is the story, as we've seen, if you know, of Jesus feeding 5,000. He's got fish and loaves of bread. He takes the two fish and five loaves of bread and multiplies it and feeds 5,000 people. So this whole scenario is happening. They all ate what they wanted, picked up leftovers, and then he sends everybody away, sends the disciples to go, and he gets away. Now here's one thing I think we need to learn in this art of slowing down is the art of processing and prayer. Processing prayer. Why? What we do a lot of times in our lives 
is we have a huge situation like this. Say something big happens in your life. Maybe somebody gets sick in your life. Maybe you watch what's going on in the world on the news, and that's really heavy on your heart. You watch um, your friends destroy their lives, whatever it is. There's a huge scenario that happens in your life. What we do a lot of times is we don't like to step back, slow down, and process this. We just move to the next thing because i got things i got to do. I'll sit with you for maybe five seconds, and I'll cry with you. I'll pray with you, but then i got to go. i got to get to work. i got to go help my mom do this, or i got to go help my grandparents do this, or i got to make sure my homework's done. And so what we're doing is we're building on top of each other all these very heavy events that we're not meant to handle. And instead of trying to process through this and pray through this and be with somebody and talk with them, we just we sit there for a minute, and i got to move on. And then you keep adding these things, and it's like putting weights in your backpack. And so, oh, man, this was really heavy, so I carry this one around. I haven't processed it, but we're, gonna, we're just going to keep going because I'm too busy. Then we keep adding, and then you see what's happening in the world, and there's another weight. And then your, your friend gets this bad diagnosis, so there's another weight. And then your, your, your mom gets really sick, so there's another weight. And then we're just going and going and going. Jesus could have done that. He has the ability to, but what does Jesus do? He sends everybody away, and he goes out. And he says, Father, I need to process this. I just took five loaves of bread and two fish and feed, fed 5,000 people. Like, I got to just process this a little bit. You would probably be a little shocked if you're watching this whole scene unfold. And then we just want to move to the next thing. Say, well, that was cool. Then we move on. Jesus says, no, I need to, I need to process this and I need to pray. And so he goes away from everybody else where there's no distractions, and he processes and prays. Guys, we need to slow down. And three areas we see Jesus kind of slow down are super important to us. We need to prioritize what's most important in our lives and eliminate the distractions. We need to process and pray. We need to not keep moving from event to event and it's heavy and it's good and we're not processing anything but we're just piling them on top of each other. We need to be prayers and processors and we need to stop trying to get everything done in one day. Figure out what has to be done, get it done and just be able to rest and enjoy life the rest of the day. Jesus did all these things Not because he necessarily had to, but I think to help set the pace of our life. And we've taken it and we've added a bunch to it, so we've had to run so much faster. And we're tired and we're wore out. And so I close with this. Probably um, not very many of you grew up with this. Dave's probably one that did, and I did at the tail end of it. But there used to be a thing called dial-up internet. There used to be a thing called dial-up internet, and I was at the very tail end of it, but what you would do is if you wanted to get on the internet, you had to boot up your computer, and then you had to connect it, and it connected through the phone line. So you had to sit there. Sometimes it took five minutes. Sometimes it took ten minutes. You had this horrible screeching sound when it was connecting, and then that was just to connect it. That was like five minutes or so, just to connect it. Then you try to get on the internet. Then you click the internet, At that time, there wasn't much there, and so you click on it, and and it takes another five minutes to just load the internet in. 
Not even to load what you're searching for, to load the internet in. Then you would search something and then you would click. And there was this huge, long load-in for everything because it was processing through a connection in the internet. Where we are now, you know, you pull out your phone, you click on Google Chrome, Safari, whatever you use. It goes right to the internet. You search something, you know, five seconds you got an answer to your question. But what was very interesting about dial-up is, is it was slow, but it took time as you were connecting. It would literally say on there sometimes, process it. Process it. And that's just how it was. We didn't know the internet any different. And so it was slow. It took time. It didn't matter. Sure, it was probably frustrating. But that's just the way it was, and we made it work. I think what's happened is we've become so used to fast pace that we've forgotten that it's okay to slow down and and for the dial-up internet it was okay to be slow because that's just how I think it reflected where we were at in life we were a bit slower we were a bit our pace of life wasn't so fast and it was okay you try to get on dial-up internet now you probably just hit the computer and turn it off because it would take too long for you But there's so many different things in our life that we need to take not forward to Google Chrome or Safari. We need to take back to the dial-up speed. We need to sit there and have an event happen, and we need to be like dial-up. we got to process this. i got to talk with somebody. i got to pray. I can't just let this pile up. I need to prioritize what's most important. So I need to spend time with Jesus. So I just need to get away. Distractions. And what's very interesting to me is it said in that first verse, later Simon came and got him. Later, meaning probably when he got up, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, Jesus had been out there for three hours, maybe. That's okay. He just wanted to spend time with what was important. And Jesus saw what was important in front of him as they're saying, you need to go heal Lazarus. No, no, no. I can't do everything in one day. I'll go in a couple of days. We need to slow down because all we're doing is rushing towards a dead end that is going to kill us. You're seeing mental health rise. Probably all of you, I've had conversations with a lot of you in the past week or two, and I hear this word tired a lot in each of you. Because we're running so fast. You want to enjoy Jesus and you want to enjoy life to the fullest. We need to slow down and not just go from thing to thing to thing. Slow down needs to be our pace of life.